The Swarmcast podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Gravy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On the show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are... Recorded live at TantrumCon 2020! I'm Toast, your cobalt announcer! And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host, John Minas! Hey guys, John here. In this episode, well, it was recorded primarily while Ruby and I were at TantrumCon 2020 in Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, the weekend of February 1st. We had a lot of fun and we talked to a bunch of interesting folks, but hey, don't take my word on it. Just listen. Hey, what's up? Um, excuse me. But let me tell you about my game. (laughs) So it's Saturday here at TantrumCon, and I happen to run into somebody. I I don't normally get to see him a lot, but uh, I'm here with uh, Sean Torrance. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Sean Torrance of uh, Rowdy with a Chance of Meeples. Yeah. Yeah. So how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm. Uh, so what you guys playing right now? Uh, I'm playing a game called A Few Acres of Snow by Martin Wallace. Okay. Uh, this is a uh, military game uh, in which I'm playing the French. He's playing the English. It's during the French and Indian War. Uh-huh. Um, it's both an area control game, uh, a military game, and a deck building game all at the same time. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So. Uh, currently, we have in the, the board state right now, Quebec has been fortified by myself. He's uh, spread out from Pemaquad into uh, Fort Halifax and established a fortification there as well. After my Indians have been striking <laughs> out and doing some raids there, oh, uh, wow. he managed to actually fortify it with some, uh, some large wooden structures that keep them at bay. Uh, he is slowly mo- working his way down the... Uh, the eastern seaboard uh, down to Norfolk and, and building up his uh, presence there. I've uh, created a uh, an increased presence in Lewisburg and I fortified there and striking out with uh, piracy uh, missions against his uh, English fleet. That sounds pretty cool. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff oh, going on Oh, wow, here. yeah. I was going to say, a neat, neat setup. I yeah. like this. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's a deck building game and a war game and an area control game all at the same time. Oh, wow. So uh, one, of the, one of the few that uses deck building as a mechanic and isn't just the crux of the game. Right, right. So that's that's r- really fun. Clank is another one that has the deck building as a mechanic, but not the crux of the game. Oh, cool. So if you like either of those, check the other one out. Oh, very cool. So uh, uh, any any other big plans or such for this uh, weekend, or are you just uh, so this playing is our, games? This is our first uh, foray. Myself and my co-host from Roddy with a Chance of Meeples uh-huh. are here, and this is our first foray to a uh, a convention together. And, oh, uh, interesting. We're, we're promoting our con. Um, okay. Yeah, or not our con. We're promoting our our, our uh, podcast and our right, video right. cast. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on uh, uh, wherever your podcast feeds are found, Spotify and mm-hmm. uh, Apple Podcasts, etc. Uh, we're a gaming board gaming podcast that uh, focuses on uh, old games and new games. We're not just the hot, cult of the new. Right, we're not right. just talking about the hotness. We like to pull old games like this one off the shelf. This is from, gosh, uh, 
early 2000s, I think is oh, when this one came out. Oh, way back, so, way back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I'll, I'll be probably talking about this on the show as well. It's been a while since I played this. I, I haven't played this in a couple years. So uh, my, my buddy Alan here decided he wanted to play it, and I was more than happy to pull it off the shelf and uh, teach it to him and um, hopefully sp- uh, des- destroy him in it. But <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. Well, I'll let you get back to your game. I don't want to interrupt your game too much. Thank you, sir. Um, but, yeah, thanks for, for letting us talk with you. And, and listeners should check out Rowdy with a Chance of Meeples. Uh, really fun show to, to watch and or listen to. And uh, if you're part of the Swarmcast, you should be here joining us. So we hope to see you next year. Swarmcast, I got your number. I'll call you all the time. Area code 803-470-4439 Hey everybody, here's a bunch of jerks sitting around talking about stuff. Alright, so we're here at TantrumCon 2020. And uh, taking a look through the exhibitor hall, and the, actually the first person we've talked to at the exhibitor hall right now is Andrew with uh, Gold Seal Games. How's it going? It's going pretty good. So how's the? I know it's it's still kind of early in the con, but how's it been going for you so no, far? Uh, this is awesome. I'm this is actually my first year here as a uh, a vendor. Okay. Um, I, I attended. Uh, Last year, um, just kind of doing some demos, but uh, this is a really awesome con. It's it's small, but there's a lot of activity here. Okay. So I'm like super stoked to be here. Yeah, it's great. Well, about two weeks ago, uh, we had Scarab going on, and you were one. Uh, Gold Seal Games was one of our sponsors. Yeah. So uh, I know quite a few. There was uh, some folks who I think they got to play and take home tricky uh, tricky tides, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Or tricky. <sighs> Yeah, Am I saying it. it right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what kind of what kind of stuff are you uh, bringing here to TantrumCon? Who showed well, up? I see um, a game here with dinosaurs on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll talk about that one first. Sure. So this is um, we chose to. This is a game called Cracked Earth. Uh huh. Pangea in Pieces. Okay. So it's a uh, dinosaur themed game, um, but it's a area control, tile laying, tile shifting game. Okay. Um, which is a little different. So the, t- the tiles are actually little tectonic plates. Oh, and you can move okay. them around, and you're trying to ensure the survival of your species by making sure you spread out enough, and you're the dominant uh, you know, f- flavor of dinosaur on each of the different continents ah, that's formed. Okay. Uh, throughout the game, there's three different asteroid strikes that happen where you score, okay. and based on how many dinosaurs you have on what size continent you score points okay Um, so you're competing you know there and then some of the tiles will have various different dinosaurs on them that have different effects oh Um, yeah like maybe stopping you from growing your herd or perhaps eating one of your dinosaurs things like that so this is the first time the public has seen it Uh, we unveiled it here at tantrum con neat um and it'll probably be going to kickstarter (laughs) um about two months from now something like that oh that'd be pretty cool Yeah, yeah 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 Uh, Ruby's over here, like going crazy over your uh, dinosaur meeples. Yeah, yeah, so. no, we're, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. Little dino shapes, little stegosaurus and brontosaurus there. So, um, yep. Yeah, so that's we're demoing that, kind of showing that off, and then we're in the middle of uh, production right now for Kohaku. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I've which heard is few, the yeah, I've heard a few people talk about that already here. Awesome. So yeah, so yeah, we're, we're stoked about it. So it just finished up on Kickstarter, uh-huh. probably mm, a month and a half, two months ago. Okay. And 
It's a koi pond building tile laying game. Okay. Um, super peaceful gameplay. Very zen. Basically, you're trying to build the most beautiful koi pond. Okay. Um, and the way you score points is based on what fish are next to what decorative features in your pond. So it's kind of a little puzzly multiplayer oh, solitaire cool. type that game. That sounds like it'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's super chill. Um, one of the big new things that we're doing with this game that nobody's really done before out in the marketplace is we have these acrylic tiles that are double layered so that okay. everything kind of looks like it's underwater. So, so is this this one I'm looking yeah, at that's here? Yeah, that's a prototype. Okay, so these do look these do look pretty cool. I like that. It's yeah. got a neat effect. Though. Yeah, so things that are above the water, like the dragonflies sitting on uh -huh. the surface, are on top. Right. If it's a flower, it, you know, it'd be floating on top. Oh, but all the okay. fish are on the bottom, on the bottom. layer. Oh, that's so neat. Looks, yeah. So that's like the deluxe version that we released on Kickstarter. We actually partnered with 25th Century Games. And Who are Chad right across the way over here. Okay. Um, they're br helping us bring it to retail oh, as cool. well in the distribution. So the all the stuff that you'll be able to buy in the store will be the acrylic version as well, which is going to be awesome. Well, that's so. very cool. Yep. Those well, are kind of our big two focuses now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to check out Hokaku. <laughs> She's pointing. You're pointing at it, which made me mispronounce it. Looking forward to getting to try out Hoaku. There you go. Koaku. And uh, I got to admit, Cracked Earth looks pretty neat, too. Thank you. And I'm, if, we, if we get it, Ruby's probably going to steal all the dinosaur meeples out of it for some reason. <laughs> so, well, cool. Uh, well, thanks, well, thanks, Andrew, for uh, talking with us. Yeah, again, no problem. Yeah, again, we were talking with Andrew with uh, Gold Skeel. Dang, nabbit. Gold Seal Games. Can't blame, can't blame her this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I admit that I'm impressed since I somehow took someone legit to come and sit and talk some stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Saturday at Tantrum Con 2020, and I have somebody here who took some time away from their uh, their exhibitor hall area to to sit down and talk with us. I've got um, Mike with uh, Elf Creek Games. Yep. And for those of you who've listened to the show, I, you've probably remember us doing a one of our board game reviews for End of the Trail, which um, I've been every time I see I've seen Mike, I've been like, I really love this game a lot. <laughs> uh, but one of the big games you've been pushing here is um, is it your newest game, Atlantis Rising? Uh, Atlantis Rising's. So it's our second game, but it's the game that is about to hit retail. Um, okay. So the street date for uh, Atlantis Rising is Wednesday, uh, February 5th. Oh. So okay. it's it's coming up this week, um, and we're just super excited about the reception that it's gotten so far. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've we uh, missed having it at PAX Unplugged this year or last year in December so one of the reasons why I'm here at TantrumCon is uh, because this was one of the two conventions in January that we wanted to show the game off before the street date uh, okay. and the one uh, before this was PAX South in San Antonio Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we were just trying to pick some, some conventions that we might not have a ton of competition at uh, PAX South. I mean, it, makes sense. You know, you've got your your video games and your board games, but you didn't have. Uh, it really had like an indie feel to it. So like none of the big names. You didn't have a Nintendo or a Sony at the uh, gotcha. the, the video games, and then 
you didn't have anybody like asthma day um at the uh the board game section so um so we figured we're not gonna have a ton of competition and then uh, here at tantrum con you know we decided uh, to come visit the great state of south carolina it's my uh-huh. uh, first trip down here uh, been everywhere around South Carolina, uh, you know, Georgia and, and North Carolina and Florida, but never been down here. Um, you know, in Tantrum House, they've done a great job uh, mm-hmm. running this convention, and then they also uh, have done a. They've just really helped uh, helped us in the the past with our releases. They've done videos for all three of our games that we've had on Kickstarter. Uh, so we kind of just wanted to come out here, uh, check it out, and uh, I've been impressed. You know, um, you know their play to win and their library. Uh, it's two uh, two great ways, and then they've uh, they've got a lot of open gaming area. Which, if you're a gamer coming to a convention, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy something like this. Uh, it has the feel of uh, of gaming hoopla, which is a convention that we go to in Chicago every year okay uh and then it also kind of has the feel of geek way to the west which is what we consider our yeah. home convention even oh, okay. though we don't really live in st louis anymore we're about three <laughs> hours outside but we grew up in the st louis area so geek way was the uh, birthplace of the play to win as far as i know um and this has kind of that vibe the open gaming uh the events um and the, the smaller exhibit hall as well to where, for us, you can go play Atlantis Rising in the library or in the play to win. Uh-huh. And if uh, you don't want to wait to see if you win the game, you can come buy it on, you know, stop by our booth and be Just like, hey, right on over. Yeah, be yeah. Like, hey, Mike, played it. Great game. Might as well <laughs> buy it now. So, Yeah, I, I do kind of like how the, the exhibitor um, hall is, is a little bit, is, is, is not too terribly big. And it is right there, right next to the to all the open gaming and the tournaments. That's been pretty cool. So, um, well, I was going to ask you how your experience with Tantrum Con has been, but uh, I think you've you've said a lot about that already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been great. Uh, also, any convention that is this size mm-hmm. that is based in a hotel to where you can basically just get out of bed, take a shower, and then <laughs> walk down to the convention center. Uh-huh. Um, that's definitely a plus as well. Okay. Uh, which um, so I don't, you know, so we don't have, yeah, I didn't have to drive anywhere. I'm staying at the hotel that we're at right now, gotcha. which is the Spartanburg Marriott for those who are wondering. <laughs> um, well at, at, at Scarab, um, we're in a convention center, so mm-hmm. we're not actually in a hotel, but you, the, there's several hotels right. right around it. So you can, you can, you just walk across the parking lot. Together. Yeah. So that's probably the next best thing. <laughs> I would, you still don't I would have to, say so. You still don't have to drive anywhere. Right, exactly. If I can walk across the street, I mean, that that, fo- that fits in the same category. Oh, you don't even have to walk across the street. Oh. I could get a scooter? Through the parking lot. Sure. Oh. Or through a parking lot. That works, too. Right. Um, so and, I, I would I would say right that's like staying at the same place. <laughs> that works, too. So Yeah, it's just you got to go outside for a few minutes. I, I'm from Illinois. People here <laughs> were freaking out about the snow yesterday. And, oh, my uh, gosh, yeah. I mean... I don't know if snow actually understands how it's supposed to work in South Carolina, uh, but it's supposed to actually be freezing. I think the temperature was 37 degrees yesterday and it was snowing. Uh, So I was just, it was blowing my mind. And it was like, and I drove, I drove 10 hours from Illinois to avoid snow. To avoid snow. (laughs) And I saw it 
And so you I, brought it with you. Thanks. Apparently. And then I was told <laughs> it only snows once a year. Uh, that, yeah. So I, I picked the day. You picked the day. At least I wasn't driving in, you know, down from Illinois for that. Right. And uh, this wasn't like our, the normal snow that we get around here. This was actually fairly legit snow. It, it was, just didn't stick. It was legit it was until it hit the ground right. or until it hit anything, and right. then it melted immediately. But if it had been colder, it, it would have probably stuck for a little bit. I'm happy bit. that it wasn't colder. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> me too. It was just enough to go, oh, look, it's snowing. Isn't that pretty? Right. Exactly. And then it's gone. You're like, oh, well, that was pretty. Yeah. I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> uh, so, so where can um, our listeners, where would you point like to point them to to check out more about um, Elf Creek Games? Sure. And possibly um, pick up some of your, your games. So you can go to our website, which is ElfCreekGames.com. Uh-huh. Um, if you are interested in uh, pre-ordering, I guess it's not really pre-ordering now since the street date's on Wednesday. Uh, for ordering Atlantis <laughs> Rising direct from us, there is a web store there. Uh, we also had a Kickstarter mm-hmm. that ended uh, in late November, uh, Honey Buzz, um, which is the worker bee placement game uh, where you're playing as an architect who is hired by the Queen Bee of Sweetwater Grove to build the most efficient and elaborate <laughs> hive possible. Uh, so... Right now, we still have pre-order or late pledges open on the Kickstarter page for that. Oh, cool! Um, which we are uh, looking to fulfill that in the summer, uh, and uh, so you can still late pledge that after March first. You can pre-order it. Um, okay. At the uh, MSRP, which is the at the actual retail price, um, instead of the Kickstarter price. So you still have about a month to to get in on a late pledge. Um, to where uh, you can get all the get all the goodies and you can get it at the Kickstarter price still, which is uh, for the retail it's thirty nine dollars plus shipping. Uh, in the states it's five dollars shipping, or the deluxe uh, during late pledges is fifty nine plus five dollars shipping. So, okay. um, I would say it's a real steal, uh, and don't take that from uh, from the publisher. Take that from a gamer <laughs> uh, who really enjoys playing that game. Um, but uh, you can also follow us on social media. We've got a mm-hmm. Facebook page at Elf Creek Games. Uh, we've got Instagram that um, we are becoming more regular in posting on, uh, which is just Elf Creek Games on Instagram. And then on Twitter, we're at Elf Creek Games as well. Um, we also have a newsletter if you want to join that. You can go through our website for that. Um, and then you'll find out when our next game hits Kickstarter, which um, will be sometime in the spring. Oh, very cool. Well, thank thank you for for stopping by out of your very busy schedule here at uh, TantripCon to talk with us, Mike. Yeah, I, I kept trying welcome. to come by your booth to talk to you, but you were always busy. I know. I was always in the demo <laughs> or talking to somebody, and I'm like, John, eventually we will do this. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I had had a couple minutes, and we were able to get this taken care of. So, okay. very cool. So again, go check out Atlantis Rising. Uh, if you can get your hands on End of the Trail, you should do that too. I personally recommend that one. Uh, I'm sure I'll personally be able to really recommend Atlantis Rising once I get a chance to play that. So, cool. Again, thank you, Mike. Yep, you are welcome, John. Have a good one, man. Yeah. Um, are you going to be, and you're going to be at, at uh, Origins? Oh, yes. We might as well talk about this yeah, real let's, quick. Yeah, let's, I almost so, forgot about uh, that. I meant to mention Conventions. That. Uh, uh-huh. We are going to be everywhere. Okay. Um, I will not be there, <laughs> but we are going to have a team at Dice Tower West in Las Vegas at the end of February. Oh, cool. 
Brent and I and also uh, another member of our team, Katie, will be at Yama Trade Show in March. Okay. Um, okay. We're also going to have events at HoosierCon, which is in Indianapolis, and then also Gaming Hoopla, uh, which is in Chicago in April. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, the big one, uh, Origins Game Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a pretty big uh, presence there. And then we'll also uh, we'll have a booth at Gen Con for the first time. Uh, which oh, is cool. awesome. Uh, Very cool. You know, uh, we'll we'll be we'll be in Entrepreneurial Alley or Avenue, whatever they call the uh, the first time, uh, the first time exhibitors there, um, and then you know we'll be at other conventions later in the year uh, that we uh, will announce eventually. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that international travel will probably be involved for at least one of those conventions. Ah, interesting. Uh, so, um, and it won't be flying to Canada. It'll be flying to Europe. So. Okay. 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 But yeah, check us out. If you're at one of those conventions, um, you know, look for the big Atlantis rising and honey buzz banner, um, at, uh, at origins. And then, uh, if you are going to be at one of those smaller conventions I was talking about, uh, or at Dice Tower West, just stop by, um, sign up for an event if you're at HoosierCon and Gaming Hoopla, and then we'll also have some uh, some giveaways as well, uh, especially at Gaming Hoopla. Um, they're one of the uh, conventions that we like to partner with. They're close by, you know, it's about mm-hmm. two and a half hour drive from Champaign, uh, and they are a, a nonprofit uh, convention, so okay. they actually donate. Um, donate their profits i believe it's to the joliet cancer center but i could be wrong on which cancer center it is uh they also they have uh they have like a not really a raffle but uh a drawing uh where they have like prize packs and whatnot we're hoping to have an atlantis rising prize pack in there uh this year oh cool so look for elf creek games at at uh Every convention you go to, at almost and if they're not every there, local demand convention. that they be there. Yes, yeah, you can submit a form if <laughs> you'd like uh, from our website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks, Mike. All right, John. Have a good one, man. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Toast, what's behind this door? It's the designer's dungeon! Oh, you didn't. Yes, I sure did! (laughs) Ah, Toast, locked them up! I didn't mean actually keep designers in the dungeon. Well, it's too bad. They're there. Well, let's go talk to them. Yeah, (laughs) they're making, like, rough them up or something. We're still sitting here at Tantrum Con, and uh, I've got Robert Burke here with me with, uh, from Robert Burke Games. (laughs) So how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. So how's your how's your tantrum con been? Oh, it was great. I got to catch up with some great old friends. Uh-huh. And it's just the right size convention, I think. Perfect for me. Well, very cool. Yeah. So um, you, you why don't you tell us a little bit about Robert Burke Games? And yeah. Some of the stuff yeah. So do. I've been doing games since about 2012. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've 
done a bunch of publishing on my own. Okay. Um, did uh, Draco, Draco Magi with Richard Launius and uh, Operation Faust is oh, yeah. one. I've done some okay. with uh, Gray Fox Games. Battle for Souls is another one that I've done. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a copy of Battle for Souls oh, uh, sitting good. on our shelf at home, actually. Cool, yeah. cool. So I've got a couple new things coming out. Um, I've recently published some things with WizKids. Uh, okay. One's called Doppelganger. It's kind of an RPG dungeon delve uh, with a traitor element. Oh, okay. One of the party is a doppelganger and nice. is trying to mess things up on you. And I did uh, that okay. with Steve Avery. Um, I've got another kind of a, a trick-taking uh, game called King Struggle that okay. just came out with WizKids as well. And uh, they just released my newest one called OP Arena that I did with Nathan Bivens, mm -hmm. who's from Charlotte, North Carolina as well, the same area that, that I'm from, which is a crazy like uh, battle royale arena fight uh, where you've got all these, <laughs> we call them dudes. Uh, the, all the characters, there's like 90 different characters in there that we call dudes. There's, you know, mech, mechs and undead and mythical creatures and monsters and humans and animals. Right. And every single one is completely overpowered. So well, since, yeah. since they're all overpowered, it's balanced. So it's just, a, it's, just a, it's like it's a crazy, just really fun 20, 30 minute uh, game okay. called OP Arena. OP Arena. You can see on the cover there's a there's a dad with a hamburger uh -huh. and a beer riding a T Rex. T Rex. <laughs> Vikings got the Grim Reaper in a headlock, huh. and then the Laser Shark is coming through, and then of course, Laser Shark in the back. Nice. Um, and then the other one I've got coming out that's on the boat right now from the factory mm -hmm. uh, that will be in port in another three weeks is the Silver River, uh, which is a big 4X game I did with Nate Bibbins as well. Uh -huh. And it's got all the trappings of, of a serious 4X. So the engine building, the economics, the, the political infighting and alliances and backstabbing. It's got, you know, technology trees and exploration, uh, the whole military side. Everything is represented, but we've really streamlined all the mechanics to make it as quickly as possible. So as we, de okay. as we develop the game, every decision asks the question, does it not just does it make it better, but does it make it faster? So it's you know you can get the real true fork experience in about two hours. Oh, that's with the really Silver cool. River, and it takes and it's called the Silver River uh, because in, in in Chinese culture the Milky Way they refer to as the Silver River, and I thought that was a much cooler name for our galaxy. So it takes place in our galaxy, uh -huh. and it has all the alien races. You can play a different alien race. You could play humans, or you could play like the Greys or the Arcturians or the Nordics or the Reptilians. <laughs> so it's all you know alien races that people think really exist well that's very cool and i like the idea that it it plays in not a nice condensed time frame too that's that's a big appeal to a lot of people I that know. was the goal you yeah. know because they people have done it before but for us and we've tried a lot of them and there's some uh -huh. really great games that are uh you know 4x space games that play in a shorter amount of time but none for us really kind of captured the in the same way that TI three or TI four right. has captured us, I got gotcha. you. So, so that's gotcha. what we really wanted to wanted to capture. Well, very cool. Yeah, and so, it's got space monsters too, space monsters. big giant, and you can fight them. <laughs> so you can fight other players if you want. But if you're not, if you don't like conflict, you can just fight the space monsters, and you can actually team up with other players to bring those big space monsters down and get a lot of treasure. Okay, and so it really sounds like um, you're going to be able to customize 
playing of the game to whatever way that you want to play it. Very and much. And everybody else at the table. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very much so because, you know, the alien race that you pick, they they're all have special abilities and uh -huh. are unique, have a unique talent. Um, but uh, uh, in addition to that, at the beginning of the game, you get to pick from a deck of personal objective cards. There's 10 of them, and you pick five. So if I okay. am a warmonger, for example, I'm going to pick the military You're going to pick all those, yeah. yeah if I like yeah. engine building, I'm going to pick the civilization ones. If I like the political aspect of the game, I'm going to pick the political ones. So you can really kind of hone the kind of game you want to play uh, when, you, when you pick those objectives at the beginning. Okay. That sounds really cool. So that's the, the Silver River. Yeah. And you said, that, and like you said, that's, that's on a boat. Somewhere right now. It's uh, on a it's boat. <laughs> yeah, it's on a boat. I think it's going to New York first and then down the coast right. to Florida where it'll be unloaded and it'll start shipping out. And, of course, it needs to go out to our Kickstarter backers first uh -huh. and all before we make it available generally. But that shouldn't be too far out, maybe April. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, Robert, where, where can folks um, go to, well, I guess, to check out? I guess your games are kind of all over the place. And I think about it. Well, where, where... Where should people go to try to find yeah, out more about well, for, Silver for, River? Yeah, well, for OP Arena and my other games, uh -huh. you know, you're, I would encourage you to go to your uh, friendly local game store. If they of don't course. have it, they can get it for you. Of uh, course. You know, and you can get it online. Cool Stuff, Inc. is uh, a place that carries my always carries my games, so you can get them there. Okay. Uh, Amazon.com, you know, you can get them on Amazon as well, or my website, robertburkgames.com. Okay. Well, that sounds very cool. All right. Well, thank, thanks for... Um, taking some time out from yeah, Con to sit here and for, talk thanks, with us about this. Yeah, thanks for talking. Um, these, these games that you've brought over here look really, really cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're still here at TantrumCon 2020, and it is the last day of TantrumCon. It's been a lot of fun. Um, some folks are, are packing up, getting ready to leave, and some folks are passed out in the, the corners and the hallways and such. But one person who's not passed out uh, with us right now is... Shannon, uh, Shannon DeWitt. Is yes, it? that's Shannon. Hey, wow. so Shannon, um, so who are you, and and why are you here at uh, TantrumCon? So it's my second tantrum. Love tantrum. Had a blast. Uh huh. <clears throat> but I actually run a convention. I run Southern Fried Gaming Expo in Atlanta, and uh, that sounds delicious. It is very delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're uh, we're going into our seventh year this summer. Okay. Um, we're uh, a gaming convention, but not just board gaming. Okay. Uh, we're a little bit of everything. So we have a, a huge board game library, huge tabletop area. I'm, I'm, my passion's tabletop, so I love that. Okay. But we also bring in a lot of other gaming. So we have 300 arcade and pinball machines, over 300. So you can go back to the days of the 80s when you went into the, you spent every quarter you had in the arcade. Oh okay. But they're all on free play. So once you're in the con, you get to play all the games for free. Oh, that sounds awesome. And then uh, we have console gaming. So everything from the Atari 2600 all the way up to the new wow. Switches. You can play every game that you ever remembered playing out there in the console room. <laughs> um, we've also dabbled now into miniature painting and RPGs more, than expanding that this year. Okay. Maybe bringing in 40K this year, which is new to us. But, oh, okay, but there's cool. a big 40K following in Georgia and in Atlanta specifically. So we'd love right, to see right. some of those folks get into it. I can't do it. It's too much for me. <laughs> but I love to 
watch it. I go look at all the cool terrain. And, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we want people to come that love gaming. And, and what makes our con unique is it's families. It's a lot of families. And so we get these people with a 6-year-old and a 12-year-old, and they all find something they truly enjoy to, to get to do uh, and relive yesteryear. And then in the evenings, if you're done gaming, we have some entertainment for people. Oh, really? Yeah, so we have bands. So uh, you okay. can choose your choice of bands. We have an 80s prom that happens on Saturday night <laughs> where people we had people dressed up as every character you could imagine last year. I had hair. I don't currently. You can't see that on the podcast, but I had hair <laughs> for my 80s prom. Um, and then uh, we throw in a little bit of wrestling. It is Southern Fried, right? So we have, yeah, some, okay, we have okay. some Southern wrestling. And then even a chili pepper eating contest. So oh, if, if you're really? amused by watching steam come out of people's ears, you can uh, <laughs> you can watch these people torture themselves with chili peppers. So a little bit of everything, but we're a gaming convention <laughs> <laughs> at the heart of what we do. Awesome. So, that sounds pretty cool. It's so, a lot of fun. So uh, where can our listeners um, check you guys out to yeah, get so, more information on um, it? Our website is uh, game, G-A-M-E-A-T-L, dot com. Okay. Or you can follow us on every social media at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. So just search for us, and you can find us out there on everything. So Okay. And what are the... Yep. Okay. And what are the... So what are the dates the for dates, this convention? Yeah, again? it's important. We're in July. Okay. Atlanta in the summer. It's warm. <laughs> Very oh, warm. Perfect time. Atlanta. To, perfect yeah. time to be eating uh, some hot chili peppers. That's right. July, <laughs> July 10, 11, and 12 for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're okay. at the Waverly, Marriott Waverly Hotel in Atlanta, which is connected to the Cobb Galleria Convention Center, and we spread between oh, the two. Yeah, okay. there's just a hallway. Okay. It's all one big space. So well, Very cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, sounds like a convention I'd like to check out. You have to come. We have a lot of fun. I'd, I'd probably be stuck in the arcade uh, area playing. Play, play some pinball with some me. some really yeah. old uh, games. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, thank you, Shannon. For, oh, thanks for so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Toast. Um, go ahead and leave a Swarmcast a message. Remember our number, area code 803-470-4439. Maybe we'll use our message on the air. Who knows? Swarmcast has board game news for you. Yeah, we got the good, bad, and other stuff to tell you. So listen up to our board game review. Hoo-hoo's, you really like it, or I'll make you eat your shoe. Hoo-hoo's, Scheherazade by Osprey Games. For one to two players, ages 12 and up, plays in 10 to 20 minutes. Scheherazade must tell her tale to survive the night, but maybe you can help, working together or alone. You must tell the best story you can in just 22 tiles. There are riches in store for those who can earn the favor of the king, but if you tell your tale in the wrong order, life will get very difficult indeed. Each beautifully illustrated tile features a different fairy tale from around the world. So, playing this game and doing the review is myself, John. And Ruby. All right, Ruby. So, what's some good stuff we can say about Scheherazade? Well, there's a lot of good stuff. I know that that Paul has made it sound like there wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to go with my normal, the art is really pretty. Uh But, uh, yeah, the art's really pretty. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I I personally like that it's a cooperative two-player game. Uh Um, And the fact that you can play it solo if you want. Um, I think the... Uh, pretty much every time we've played it has been two-player cooperative. Uh-huh. Um, we don't think either of us have played it we solo. We haven't tried the solo. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little leery of that. I don't. I I think it would be neat, but I don't think it would be as fun. Right. 
there's there's definitely something to the two players. There's there's definitely an interesting tactic to it. Uh-huh. Um, I I personally really like that it's a cooperative game. Um, right. The the tiles the tiles are nice. The tiles are thick. really sturdy and thick. Um, they feel good. And you mentioned the art was right. Was pretty. Yeah. I like the fact that each of the art has these different fairy tale artwork from the around the world. Yeah. And the tiles are each named after a a was it a major and minor, well major arcana Canna. from the the tarot. Right. So right. you have the fool and the the lovers, the lovers and things like that, and they all match up with the different. Uh, I know one of the good things things. that you kept saying, especially during the game. What was that? Um, so there's there's four different colored tiles: uh-huh. uh, blue, yellow, red, and black. Uh huh. Um, oh, I know where you're going. And with this. at the bottom of each tile. There is a number because each tile is numbered as well. Right. The the number of all of the suit of that color are on the bottom of each of the tiles. Right. So if blue is zero seven, fifteen and twenty, they're yeah. all listed at that bottom of every tile. Right. And so that helps you out when forming your strategy because right. you can go wait if I got these two cards here, I know the next one in sequence is this. So maybe I should replace leave this instead here. of right. or leave a space here. Um. Plus, uh, and this is where I've forgotten about that. But I thought yeah. you were going with this. With the color, color-wise, it does um, like the blue and the blacks See, kind of. This, this was leading into my bad. All right, well, let's go into this because mine my, kind of yeah. borders that that bad and other and good. Right. So my my bad is uh-huh. the tiles are they're textured, so uh-huh. they're not slippery, but because of that. They're glossy too, so right. if you're playing in the wrong kind of lighting, it's just glare, and you can't actually see, and you have to move around the t- your head around the tile and the yeah. table. There were several times where you're like, I can't see what that says. Right, I couldn't I see whole tell. swaths of it. And even and it is even hard for you to tell certain colors. You're like, I think this is black. Blue and or black. Maybe were, it's blue. That was my other bad. Those two in particular, yeah. Yeah, blue and black were too similar in color. Yeah, so the glossiness, the glare, it, right. it can make it really difficult. Right. Uh, if you. <laughs> We didn't really have a problem with the communication part with the other player, but, yeah. but I could see where that might get frustrating. Yeah. And if the other player was like, no, and they won't tell you why you shouldn't do something. Right. Because it is a cooperative game when you're playing it two player. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had a pretty good strategy because we knew that because we realized it's like, well, not only do we got to get these numbers right, but we right. got to cluster up as many of these colors together, too. Right. So we did a pretty good job on that. Um, we did a better job than the first time we played. Well, that's true. This definitely is a game that the more you play it. Yeah. So let's go into our other category. All right. Um, this game is definitely a lot. You get a lot better at it the more you play it. <laughs> yes. Um, but it is also kind of luck of the draw, too. Right. Depending on when you draw tiles. And uh, we draw tiles after each turn. But uh-huh. no matter what you do, you always draw a tile. Right. But in other words, the luck of the number that you get on your draw. Uh-huh. That's true. And I know we mentioned the colors as uh, the blue and the black looking mm-hmm. very similar. So and since we're in the other category, the they do have different symbols on each one. They do. So even if you can't tell which one's blue and which one's black, you can go, oh, well, this is God. I think it was like a skull or something like that. So right. it's black. Right. And it's God. I think it's a bird. So it's blue. And one is flames and. Yeah. Red and yellow were distinct enough, but I could see how that might cause some problems because right. the colors. They're all kind of in the same palette and a little muted right. because of the, the coating on the cards, I think. Right. They're, they're not pastels, but they're not brights either. They're right. that they're nice, rich, deep tone. Right. This is definitely a game that's made to last. A definitely mm-hmm. a game that, that you're meant to play over and over again with yeah. somebody. Um, so, yeah. So, would you recommend Shahrazad? Yes. Okay. I would as well. 
would you, this is a weird question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If you didn't already have this, would you buy Scheherazade? Yeah, you got smarter. Yes, I would. If okay. I did not already own it, I okay. would buy it. I would too, if for nothing else, because uh, finding a game for two players to play cooperatively is few and far between. That That's not compli- convoluted. Right, right. That's not convoluted. Yeah. And this is easy enough. This this goes traveling with us. This would be easy enough for us to just, you know. So it, this it, was Scheherazade? Yep, Scheherazade by Asprey Games. All right, thanks. <laughs> Dungeon Mayhem, an expansion, Battle for Baldur's Gate. By Wizards of the Coast, for two to four players, ages eight and up, plays in about ten minutes. Split the party and unleash the mayhem. Do you have the guts to bring home the glory? Play as one of the four brave, quirky characters, barbarian, paladin, rogue, or wizard, or add the expansion, battling it out in a dungeon full of treasure. With magic missiles flinging, daggers slinging, and spike shields dinging, it's up to you to be the last adventurer standing. Woohoo. All right, so we're, we're actually recording this at... Um, TantrumCon. TantrumCon. 2020. 2020. So, reviewing this game is Ruby. Hello, guys. And me, John. All right, so what's some good stuff we can say about Dungeon Mayhem? It definitely plays within the 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Even learning it and playing it. Uh-huh. That's always a plus in my book. Uh, yeah, it, it, I was going to say, yeah, it plays really quick. It's really easy to pick up the rules and learn. Mm-hmm. It's really quick. Yeah. Um, doesn't have a really strong, or, excuse Steep. me, doesn't have a really long uh, instruction manual or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did play yeah. with both the, ba- we played... All four of the characters in the base game uh-huh. and the two characters in the expansion. Right. The uh, Druid, Jahira, mm-hmm. and Minx and Boo. Yep. Uh, which were both really fun. Uh, uh, the uh, artwork is always good. Yeah. Or not always. The, the artwork, artwork is, is good. good. It, it really does keep capture the flavor of those character types, those archetypes. And if you're familiar with some of the people like Minx, Minx and Boo, it <laughs> definitely... Uh, <laughs> it definitely captures them as well too. It right. was a lot of fun saying out those cards, tongue in cheek, and uh huh, and whatnot. Okay, so what's some uh, some bad we can say about uh, Dungeon Mayhem? I'm gonna say the box of the base game. Uh-huh. It's very very loose, and because of the way the insert folds up, it actually pushes the lid up. So right. if you don't have a box band or something, it's very prone to spilling out. Right, and if you have the expansion, you can't put the expansion in the same box as the base game. Correct. So you have a smaller box that you're carrying around too. Right. It's not a big box to begin with, but it is two separate boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the little cardboard chits are kind of too small for for tracking, but I see yeah. they're they're necessary for. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to have a lot of extra. If stuff. they put one of those little round beads, it would have been too much in each right, of them. Right. Right. So the other. Uh-huh. I know another I want to talk about. What's that? That they have a third expansion coming out. Uh-huh. That's going to have, is it the one with the griffin and the beholder? Uh, yeah, it's got like six monsters. It does. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have a bigger box so that all of it fits in together. Right. So kind of like with, um, was it Red Dragon in five, five? I want to say? It was right. How they, it was just mainly a huge box to put all of the expansions in. Right. It's going to be something similar to that. So that's really cool. Um, in fact, I, I was kind of comparing this to, in a weird way to Red Dragon Inn because there's some similarities. Yeah, you mean you choose a type of character, you play it, they right, each have their, own, their own special abilities and things. Except this has a lot less uh, barrier to entry than Correct. Red Dragon Inn, I think. Correct. <laughs> and it's not as expensive. It's much smaller. Oh, yeah. Not as much cardboard. Uh-huh. Um, it's a fun little game. Um, I think at first 
we just, uh, I don't want to say negated it. What's the word I'm looking for? We overlooked it. We just it. kind of overlooked it at first. Because it was, it was like, at oh, stores whatever. and it's like, yeah. Because I, I kept remember. thinking, oh, it's just like munchkin. Right, 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 right. So what what made us actually look into it? I think okay. it was I saw the expansion and I was like, that's Minx and Boo. Boo. <laughs> okay. So now I got to check that out. Right. And then we went to three different stores before we right. could get our hands on and it. And then when I saw that they were having an expansion that has beholders and I was like, oh, well, now I've got to check this game out. Yeah. Would you recommend this game? I would. I would too. Would you buy this game? Uh, yes. In fact, I did. <laughs> I, I wouldn't because my husband did. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> so, so would it be a game that you would then buy or just rely on one of your friends to buy? Um, in this case, I would rely on my friend to buy it. <laughs> 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 I would buy it if I had to buy it on my own. I would get it if I did not own it. Okay. All right. So, so this was Dungeon Mayhem by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Disciple Detective by Fun Hill Games. It is takes two to four players, 14 and up, and 15 to 30 minutes playtime. The description is, tell other players what disciples are in your hand. That is all you have to do to win the disciple detective. The problem is that your disciples are facing away from you, and you must rely on the clues given by the other players to deduce who you have in hand. That might sound easy enough, but some disciples have quirks, little things that change the rules to the, t- to the game. James and John always want to be first. Peter will run away when comforted. Will Judas lie about his traits? You bet he will. Disciple Detective is a two to four player deduction game that can be played cooperatively or competitively against your fellow players. Try Disciple Detective today. So playing the game Disciple Detective and reviewing it, we have myself, John. Ruby. Brian. Amy. All right. So uh, I guess a few little caveats first off mm-hmm. about this game. Uh, from This is from Fun Hill Games. This game is actually going to be hitting Kickstarter on Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. So what we're reviewing is actually the the game that's uh pre-launch not even out yeah. on yeah it's pre-launch okay so what's some good stuff we can say about disciple detective i really liked the game i thought it was um it was a fun little game once you figure out mm-hmm. what you're doing okay and the rules and and uh, we we also played the cooperative we version yeah. yeah so we had to so which meant we had to guess all of the disciples, not just the ones that were in our hands. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ruby, anything good? She's covering her mouth. That can't be a good sign. <laughs> um, I Okay, well, I'll, how about this? The cards, um, you were able to, to mark on the cards with mm-hmm. the little dry erase markers they gave you. Yes. That was good. That helped out the deductive process it did. a lot. It, it's a very pretty game. <laughs> it does have really good art. And ah. Ruby is still... At a loss for something that she thinks to say that was good about this. I have more in the other categories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that being said, as do I. I, I, Yeah, and I. Well, when we get to the the other category, I'll I'll definitely expand upon this. Yeah. So, uh, what's some some stuff we could say that might be bad about 
Disciple Detective. Well, um, I will. Of the four people reviewing this, two actively go to church, correct. and two do not. And you would be surprised to know that having a extremely in-depth yeah. knowledge of the disciples is of no benefit whatsoever. Zero. And I think it actually hindered you a little more. Right, because... Well, yeah, reading through the rules, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Because right. they, they'll, they'll definitely have a, an advantage, but then it's like, oh... No, you know, everything is really. based off of the card. Right. right. It's not what. It's not based on what you know. Right. It's based on... Which in that term is good. Right. So... So anyone can play it, not just churchy people. Correct. But... Churchy people. Churchy people. But you really could call this game the great scientist. Right. Or it could be Jim Bob, the Southern Expo. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really... you were saying it could be anybody's name. Right. Right. It's not like other... Oh, I do have a good. It stuck to its theme very well. Mm -hmm. Right. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There. I had a good. It did. Yeah. The Most of the church-oriented games Mm -hmm. I've ever played or actually teach you something and and in this it's it's very loosely based on the different disciples where right. Judas yes Judas always tells a lie so you don't get the truth out of the deduction from the cards I mean so they stuck kind of to the theme of each of the disciples right. and the art depicted them very well it's, it seemed and we specifically saved this particular yeah, game to play with you guys mm-hmm. in particular. Right. right. Um, now, because, yes, John and I are not church-going people, not that we're ignorant of the Bible and, and religion. It's just, it's not right. prominent the central focus our, And it, d- right. it didn't seem to, to hinder us. Correct. Right. Right. Correct. Um, the Which other, is all, it could be a good thing that right. it can't hinder someone. Right. I understand, right. you know, you want to learn something maybe, but if you're learning who the disciples were, were mm-hmm. at least it, the names. It, it, the names. It would be a good, right. good type thing. I will. I will also say that the instruction booklet did not. It made more sense to play it than it did to actually read the rules. It did seem a little cumbersome. But once we started doing, yes, it, the yeah. rules never make sense to me. Anyways, I have to play the game yeah. to yeah. figure it out. Okay. Um, and that's any game, not just I would, this one. <laughs> and I would think, actually, I would think having, how many players is this required? Two, to, four. two to four. So okay, we were so at the max. Right, so we right. were at the, the max. max. Okay. And we did play cooperatively. We played the cooperative version. Right. Um, well, okay. I will say my bad. Um, I felt holding the cards was awkward uh-huh. just because... You're having to hold cards and make notes. Right. Well, so it was it harder was, to make yeah. the notes on the ca- back of the cards that we're having to hold at the same time. And you have while push. the art was nice for the different disciples, I feel like they could have uh, made the icons for the origins and the father and the different categories that you got to ask questions about bigger because it was very hard to see. We had to keep constantly moving forward across the table so everyone could see their okay. different cards. And, I, and right. like like right off the bat, I, I was getting the icon for um, father and alias. alias confused because yeah. they, they are One's a mask and one's similar. a picture of a dude with a beard. Yeah. They, they are, are similar. Yeah. yeah my, my bad was going to be like you have to hold the cards just right or you might be covering up. Like I, I couldn't quirks. see the names oh, on some okay. of yours because of the way you were holding the cards. Okay. And the and quirks are quirks might be a little bit harder because your hand 
just covers instinctively it, is yeah. right. easier to cover that up. Right. The other thing and is you're given a you're given a clue card. The clue card was great. The, I love that. Disciple reference sheet, but if it were laminated, that is the one thing that isn't laminated and you shouldn't write on. Right. right. But but to me, if you laminated this, right. Then the right. keeping the clues straight becomes easy because mm-hmm. what y'all can't see is that they have this really cool disciple reference sheet which has I was going to put that in the well, other yeah, uh, has yeah. all the disciple names and then all the categories and their quirks. and against all the quirks. quirks. So I guess in the in the sense that your hand might have been covering up the quirk, I could have just looked on that sheet and said, well, okay, that's what the quirk is supposed but, to. Yeah, be. but if you could. But instead of writing on the back of the card, they have a third card you have to hold in your hand. Man, right. Instead, you could have. All right. Um, well, if you could write on the reference sheet, that would well, make it better. Yeah. We'll, we'll go. We'll jump right into the other category because we are firmly in. Yeah, we are firmly in the other. Because I will. No, no. no, that's fine. Because I, I will say this about about what you're talking about, Brian. I understand why we have that card to go in our hand mm-hmm. because, especially if we're you know, the way we're supposed to be playing the game. Uh, I'm not supposed to be able to look over there and see. Oh, Ruby has these crossed out. I guess we're just old. Three of the four of us wear glasses, so you know. <laughs> we're well, I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I get. I get why, <laughs> right. why. That has to be right. the way it is. But but the ultimately, but we played a, it on the table. We had that card. All of us had that card laying on the table, and we're I kept so wanting to write it. on it. Right. Mine was mine was in my hand, but. Oh, not, if not, you had I'm it not, sitting I'm not bragging. up, I'm not bragging. And I'm you're just the, saying I you're was the one well, person that's playing the game. I was playing the game based too. off the way the rules were written. <laughs> but if you had a, if you had like like a little, oh, like a little stand, like a little stand, to put stand that would that would actually help it out. Kind of like Scrabble, you know, right. or or any of the Candyland or whatever. Right. So you or put your like tokens. a little standy thing, like a little, like a mini stand. You know, yeah, I got you. Some 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 so you're not. A way to, to have the card in front of you without you having to actually without hold, hold it. it. Right. Yeah, and gotcha. then be easy enough to take off and right. lay down. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the, the font for the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I got you. The it's, it's font kind of a weird is font. curly, and um, you cannot really tell whether that's an eight or a three. So. Um, yeah. On this particular card. Um, the power I, of Times New Roman. You never, never underestimate plain fonts. Yeah, I I would make the icons bigger and the numbers plainer, easier to read, and not put it on a red background. So I'm going to make a note here. I I did ask John, I was like, did you shuffle these cards? Because when he handed it out, when we first got our first set of of cards, they were already consensual, or not consensual, in order. So so you started out with 12 and 13, and he started out with 8 and 9, and... You know, John had, they were basically together and already in order. Yeah, well, right, I mean, so. that's just a problem. Well, I mean, yeah, the yeah. order there's is... There's not a ton of cards. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's little, order is not a big deal. But, but that was you, one of the questions. You could reorder one of the options on your turn because right. you could reorder stuff. In fact, looking at the front of the card, since you spend the entire game staring at the back of a card, right. uh-huh. um, it seems like just on the card itself, there's a lot of wasted room. Like well, that's why I said the the it was the art is pretty, but it's cumbersome. I mean, it they could clarify this, make it bigger. So they c- I know there was a point where Amy and I were both like, "Oh, uh-huh. we totally get this." The light bulb right. went and off. Amy's like, "Amy, Amy likes it." Um, I would play it again. I, I totally get it. I understand it. I, it made the my part of hurt. me that's 
that likes the whole de- you know deductive uh, reasoning figuring it out uh, figuring out puzzles and stuff it's like oh i get this this, this is actually not so bad brian's brain was all fried because he's been doing this i do deductive day, so. reasoning for a living and yeah. <laughs> my favorite books is sherlock holmes and i love deductive reasoning and this game made my head hurt <laughs> so, so let's get into it all right, all right so the next question is would you recommend this game john i i would I didn't think it had uh, any bad. Uh, okay. I didn't think it was so negative or or, or anything like that. I, okay, Amy. Yeah, I would. Right. Not really. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it, but I wouldn't say anything negative per se. It's so. not the. It, just to clarify, it's not the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That but is true. I, I have we have a bar later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I mean. Oops. I mean, I, I mean, but well, I could, well, I don't know. I could see how <laughs> it would be very discouraging. The game mechanic can be very discouraging very quick. But you know, maybe if I were a not cranky, okay, and <laughs> b my, had sleep, had sleep, and c not have my head hurt. Um, yeah. Well, okay. let me let well. me throw this into the recommendation thing, okay? Because mm-hmm. this game, um, if you are a big board gamer and you're into games like Hanabi, mm-hmm. this is right up there with that. Hanabi yeah. is another game where I've got cards, I don't know what they are, and I'm relying on clues from other people to help mm-hmm. me figure out my cards. It's a yeah. reverse werewolf, ultimate werewolf type right. game. Right. Or, yeah. Or Midnight Zombie Sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's all in that vein right, of right, right. deductive reasoning and, and whatnot. Okay. So what's the... Um, all right. The the final question is, John, would you buy this game? I personally would not because I, I would see it and see Disciple Detective. Right. That's not really a thing that right off the bat would have appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Amy? I would. I think... Um, I. Once, like I said, if you once you get the hang of it and you figure out how to play the game, mm-hmm. and you're playing cooperatively, and say for instance I'm playing the game with our youth group or something at mm-hmm. church, uh-huh. and I would I would explain the rules differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you've played it, you but have now a that I've grasp, played you it, you would know how to explain it. Right, I know okay. how to play. So how to play. So I, I, you I, would yeah, buy it. I would buy it, and yeah. I would take it to church and okay. have the kids okay. play it yeah okay I would. yeah i agree once we start playing it it, it made a lot more sense right it's like oh all right all right okay brian mm, no yeah okay uh, no but again it's not my genre of game and it's also not my theme of game right and i and, was really yeah. excited when john got the reviewer copy of it and uh-huh. it was because i wanted to try it out with right. you guys in particular right uh so we we've had it for a week or two and we were just waiting for a chance to be able to get together with you. Mm-hmm. So, so I was excited to share this game with my church-going friends. Yeah, and I, I, I would I, definitely buy it. And I guess I part not. of my, my disappointment is I was expecting to thoroughly crush the three of you. <laughs> so, you you uh, were expecting like a disciple trivial pursuit, kind right? Of. Right. Uh, of which yeah. I would. And what you got was yeah. uh, are are you a, a, a disciple? But for but for someone like. Unlike my husband, who has a trivial knowledge of everything yeah. in his brain, yeah. which is probably why your head hurts. It is. Um, uh, but for it, the I, rest of us plain Joe Smoes who didn't pay that much attention in church, I can see where this might be a very good. It use would be group right. Game. It, it would be just a good enough 
icebreaker right. type right. thing. Yeah, and and, and anybody. So uh, if nothing else, my uh, one of the things I took away from this was uh, Bartholomew apparently kept everybody in line, as it were. Oh, okay. Because uh, if you were next to him, you could not use any of your weird quirks. Hmm. Okay. That's what I took away from that. Don't, don't <laughs> double dip, Judas. That's right. There you go. You traitor. <laughs> All right. So this was Disciple Detectives by Fun, Fun Hill, Hill Games. And again, check out their Kickstarter for this game. Uh, March 31st, 2020. Oh, my reviews from the Swarmcast. If you don't like it, I'm a come over a TikTok. Tail! Tail! Toast meant to say tail. Toast. Why do you do that? That's it. That's the end of the show. You can go back to your normal life now, though. It's probably never going to be the same. Hey, remember you can email us at swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com with any comments or feedback. And you can subscribe to us through Apple Podcasts, Ditcher, Tuned In, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. And if you get the chance, leave us a good review. Uh, so when we last left off, there was some sort of cliffhanger about robots and stuff. And uh, I don't know how that got resolved. But... Hey, why don't you tell us how the story should have ended? Email us your details... And we'll pick one and maybe give you a prize or something. I don't know. So, if you like the music on this show, you should check out I Fight Dragons at ifightdragons.com and mclars at mclars.com. Go grab your souvenirs Grab your friends and your posters from the good years Grab your albums, go get your videos Pack them up cause we're headed to the big show Downtown, down at the stadium We're gonna burn everything that we once loved It had a time, it had a place But then the whole world spit in their face So break up the guitars and burn them Rock is dead, they held a funeral Once upon a time, they made That it's all bad, disco died, but then they dug it up again Maybe one day, all the kids will go Guitar, bass, and drums, so retro Let's start a band, let's start a movement Let's go rock some faces in the basement Till then, it's a sea of wasted faces Waiting for the bass drop Break up the guitars, and burn them Rock is dead, they held a funeral Once upon a time, they made it I was alive before we 
we started fighting Gulf Wars So chuck it up to nostalgia I don't give a f cause I'm still gonna tell you Break all the guitars and burn them Rock is dead, they held up